Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. With today's guests, Chris Brindamore, Director of Scheduling at Consigli, Dan Conley, President at Block Builders, and Greg Garvin, Pre-Construction Manager at Gilbane. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today we have a threefer, and we're talking about the new Mass Construction Discord server. It's a chance to hear from people that are using the platform and to hear what they like, dislike, and generally think of the experience so far on Discord. If you are a Discord regular user, new to the platform, or like me, you've never heard of it, then this episode is for you. It's a great opportunity to hear about the conversations going on in our industry, learn about a new platform, and decide if it might be a way for you to improve your career. If you hang on to the end, there's also an interesting opportunity that we're looking at for mentoring, so don't jump off too early. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. Thanks for having us, Joe. Awesome. Yeah, I'll do a brief little intro so everyone will know who we're dealing with. But um, yeah, the thought process here was let's bring some people on. We're using Discord now. Greg, who's here with us today, was smart enough to prod me into this. Uh, It's funny, I was very unfamiliar with Discord prior to this. I knew it existed. I knew a couple of the shows that I listened to had servers, but beyond that, I didn't know what it was. But surprisingly, this has been a pretty nice platform right out of the gate. Okay, so what I was saying was the um, the platform was surprisingly, you know, useful, relatively quick out of the gate. You know, I thought like most platforms, it takes months to build any type of engagement where you get a comment, you know, a few months later. I'm sure we've all tried different um, social media channels and... Yeah, definitely mute yourself, Dan, because I'm getting it back. We've all tried social media channels, and it really takes some time to get going and before you get any engagement. But this was nice because we got some quick engagement right off the bat. Um, so just to let's go around the room. Maybe we'll start with Chris. Chris, had you used the platform before? I had not. So this is the first time I've really heard of it, used it. Uh, I found it pretty intuitive. I think I picked up on it fairly quickly. I haven't gone through any of the tutorials that you put up there. I've just kind of been poking around and using it. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's 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 been a great platform because it kind of extends your podcast out and enables us mm-hmm. to kind of engage with each other, you know, outside of the podcast. And um, I, I guess have conversations with people we normally probably wouldn't have conversations with day to day. So uh, and share information. So that that's that part's been great. Mm. It, it's it's funny that you said intuitive because when I first opened it, it was not intuitive to me. You know, I was, uh, and I'd be curious what Dan thought. It, it was, yeah, Dan, what would you think? Cause you, is this your first time using it? It was my, my first time hearing about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I picked it up pretty quickly. I thought it was pretty user-friendly, but, you know, first night getting in there, it was a little, uh, little challenging navigating everything. But I think the organization... You know the way things are set up right now it's pretty uh pretty user friendly yeah and i think like the learning curve was was quick but at first it's just not it didn't look like anything else i was interacting with so i think that was what kind of threw me off at first and i remember i think we started it on a thursday and then friday morning i was on there and you know it's not like this all the time but i couldn't keep up you know, there was, 
I was like, what the fuck is going on? There's like people talking all over the place. And, uh, you know, I set the thing up. So I felt obliged a little bit to, you know, try to engage. But, I, you know, it was just too many conversations going on. And, uh, you know, I think I've slowly learned that this is about not having to be part of every conversation, but, you know, be part of the ones that <clears throat> that you find interesting or you want to add to. And I like the ability to kind of go back so it could have been a conversation that was two weeks ago and you happen to see it and it, it's correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't think that's, it's, there's nothing really that says you can't just start that conversation up again. Right. Right. Greg, you use it pretty regularly. Uh, and I know you muted now, but, um, is that kind of the norm? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I use it regularly, but I was familiar with it. Uh, I think I mentioned it actually in our podcast together. Um, I first got introduced to it, um, through some of like the localism and homesteader type, uh, community that I'm involved in. And so they have like a, a very robust, um, discord where they have all kinds of channels about everything from, you know, growing your own potatoes to keeping chickens to homeschooling and anything in between. So I, you know, I sort of, cut my teeth, I guess, there a little bit. Um, you know, in terms of like awakening old conversations, for sure. I mean, if you find a conversation that's a month or a year or two years old, you can uh, reply to it directly. Um, otherwise, it doesn't really make sense in the feed. You know what I mean? If you're making a comment today and, and, and that conversation was two, two years ago, you know, nobody's really going to know what you're talking about. So you have to use the reply feature, which is a little technical advice. And, and if you act the person who, who originally made the comment that you're interested in, you know, they'll get a notification on their phone or, or um, desktop. Um, otherwise, again, your, your, your comment might go into the ether and not make any sense and not get responded to. So that's just a little advice. Excellent. So just, and again, we'll probably go around. What's everybody hoping, <clears throat> and, and I put contribute first, because I think it's very easy to say, well, I'm going to go on this platform and learn all this stuff. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think everybody in this room wants everybody else to show up and learn and get better. Um, you know, this sounds, it might sound cheesy and Pollyanna, but I think people listen to the podcast because they want to be better. And, and, and I think this is another way for people to be better, but I think it can't be a, a one way street. I think you have to contribute yourself. And everybody's at a different place. So I think some people might feel like, well, I don't have anything to contribute up to, you know, I'm too new. I've only been doing this for a few years. Uh, well, there's students now, the CM club is in there. So students could learn from your one year's worth of experience. So I think it's important for everyone to contribute. So, um, and maybe we'll work with Greg. So Greg, what is something that you kind of hope to contribute and what do you maybe hope to get out of being part of the, the server? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, the e the easiest avenue to contribute is the one that's got the most attention, I think, um, on the server, which is really the lead times and the lessons learned. You know, and if I could tackle those like w one at a time, I mean, I don't want anybody to think that lockers are, are six weeks out <laughs> like they, mm -hmm. they might have used to been at one time. So if I can give somebody a heads up that, you know, they have a blind spot potentially, um, and uh, if they can plan accordingly because of some little snippet that I've shared or, or you know, Chris was very helpful in that particular, I probably stole his thunder, but in that particular very avenue, um, you know, if, some, if I can save somebody from banging their head against the wall, that, that, that feels good to me and, and hopefully helps them out. You know, the same thing on the lessons learned, you know, 
we've all made mistakes that we personally don't want to make again and learned an important lesson from it. Um, and so if I can help somebody not making that mistake themselves, great. Um, and in terms of, you know, what do I think we can get from the platform? You know, you and I talked a bunch about it, Joe. Like, I think that, um, you know, this business is, is pretty siloed. Like, we all keep our, our cards close to our chest. And, and, you know, and the point of Discord isn't to, you know, to share your company's secrets or, 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 mine, or mine for Intel from some other company. It's just to, 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 you know, to share the lessons and to try to push each other to be better, better builders and collaborate more. You know, um, we're a big community. You know, thanks to you, Joe, you, you brought a whole bunch of us together, like Chris said, you know, people that we normally probably wouldn't talk to in the day to day. Um, so if we can, if we can keep each other afloat when, when times are crazy, which that happens plenty of time in this business, um, through a quick message of, Hey, heads up for blockers who are now seven months out instead of seven weeks, we can move on to be better builders and not smash our head against the wall with, with those frustrating situations. So. Yeah. I think holding, holding information, thinking that you're keeping some trade secret in the end that just keeps everybody quiet but if everybody shares it everybody gets better i mean i think that's where we're where we're going what we're gunning for here i mean it seems like I've, I've seen two communities within construction actually do that which is you see safety share there's never anybody at a safety say oh hey well we have a really good way to keep our job site safe we're not going to tell the competition right like no one would do that. In the other place, <clears throat> safety seems like a natural fit, but the other places with uh, the VDC folks. When it comes to tech, the amount of talking that happens between VDC folks at different companies is great. You know, they're saying, hey, we started using you know this software with our drone and it works good. And they all talk amongst themselves and everybody kind of gets better and the bar goes up. Um, I don't know if it's historically happened anywhere else. Um, it seems like it hasn't, but you know, I think we might be breaking through here and um, really opening opening that up to folks. Um, I would say the other one was, actually, I won't steal the thunder. I want to hear from everybody else here. So let's go with Dan. I, I think I second, you know, the, the, the comments Greg made. And, you know, for me, it's, I'm looking to just contribute to a good conversation. Um, I think that everyone joining this platform, or at least that's joined the date, is like you said not trying to hold stuff close to the chest not trying to steal trade secrets we're we're here to have conversations and and share you know where we've been burned before and you know how we can make each other better so i think that as long as that platform kind of stays in that general sense and we continue to get good people i think the conversation is going to be really interesting um and then you know from my standpoint it's I can't really sit here and say I want to learn this or that. I think just having good conversations, learning a couple of things along the way and, and being able to share some of the areas that, you know, hurt me, you know, a month ago, like you said, lockers, steel, just staying ahead of it, insulation, what we're doing as a, as an industry to, to just and adapt and, and, you know, help our clients half the conversations on there. You've already landed the client. So there's no, you know, that's all it is. It's, it's helping fellow colleagues. And, you know, I, as my time with the AGC, I'm on a Procore users group here in mass. I mean, it's, you're not trying to, you're not trying to get, you know, trade secrets. It's just helping everyone get better. And if we do that, I think uh, there's enough work out there for everyone. So mm -hmm. that's my philosophy. Okay. And I'm going to send it to Chris, but I, I do really want to push on 
folks on this call and everybody that's listening, you know, if you are going to come on, <clears throat> what can you contribute? It's fine to go on and maybe get a lay of the land and try and, you know, you want to hold off before you start um, being part of the conversation. But it can be simple as, you know, you have an interesting article or an interesting piece of information. Like um, there was something that Cox Engineering put out that talked a lot about lead times and how many travelers were in the sheet metal and pipe fritters union and just putting that out there it's surprising how little of a question or a little piece of content can really start engagement and send a bunch of good feedback rolling so anybody listening you know i, I really i really push everyone to contribute in some way because that's how um, the conversation gets started and that's how all these good nuggets because <clears throat> Greg and Dan have pointed out, and a lot of it was via Chris, um, the lead time stuff, things that I was not aware of that I'm seeing now pop up. And if I'm in a project manager shoes and I have a project with that, um, I want to know that's coming. So I, th I think it's, it's huge. It's valuable information. But the point here is that it takes somebody to start that conversation. So everybody listening, that that's you if you want to join. So, Chris. Thanks, Joe. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, I think. Greg may have stole my thunder a little bit, but I think that the topic that seems to be getting a lot of conversation right now is is the lead time stuff that's been going on, which I don't know. I've never seen anything like this in my career where so many different materials and equipment have been impacted by just crazy lead times. You know, when I'm sitting down with a team and we're, we're, we're getting together to put a plan, the first thing I'm saying is don't assume that anything is normal for lead times right now. Mm -hmm. And, and don't trust any past information that you had from your last job because everything's changed. So that conversation, I think it's been great sharing it with, with uh, you know, some of the colleagues out in the field. What are they seeing? Maybe they're seeing something I'm not or just share some of the knowledge I've had because I've just, it's been crazy what week to week something new seems to crop up. A new challenge on how we're going to get through it. Like lockers is, it was a huge one. You know, we had two two big school jobs and, and both projects, you know, the locker manufacturer basically stronghold us and said, Hey, we're not going to put your lockers into production unless you fork over X number of dollars. You know, and we're on, you know, we're on projects, we're under contract with them. We have a contract with the owner. We can't go to them for more money just because, uh, you know, the locker manufacturers stronghold. Shake us. it down. Yeah. You know, they're shaking <laughs> us down. It's like, well, I thought we were locked into a number with this guy. We are. So, so now you're, you know, you're faced with a with a conversation with the owner. What are we going to do? Are we going to pay this guy? Are we going to go find somebody else and start all over again? Which means we may not get lockers when we need them, or you may not get the locker you wanted originally, or the color you wanted, or you know, it's, it becomes a conversation. So, you know, I think just sharing that information amongst our colleagues, uh, some of the experiences we're seeing right now. Maybe somebody has a different solution or maybe they have another problem we're not even looking at right now. I think it, it forces a lot of conversations with projects to try to make decisions a little bit earlier than maybe we have in the past so we can maybe not some of these things come up and we're, we're locked into a limited decision because of the lead time. You know, we don't have enough time to react. Whereas if you get things rolling earlier, we might have opportunity to make a change midway through a project. Yeah, so both you, Chris, and Greg are on what I'd lump into like the more of the pre-construction side of things or project planning. Is that kind of a fair assessment, sure. scheduling, and purchasing? 
Dan, you're a business owner. So I think you could be, but you're probably, you're a new business. So you're acting as much project manager as you are CEO, but- Estimator, uh, HR, CFO, you name it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously Chris and Greg are well equipped to bring the pre-con information like lead times and things like that, that they're they're struggling with. Dan, you would have the opportunity to be, you know, how's, how it is starting my own new business or uh, all the things that go into that. Um, so I think those are great. Those are things that you guys can bring to the table. You obviously, it sounds like Chris and Greg want to learn about that as well. Um, I found quite a bit of other information out there. So, and we'll go in the reverse this time. So let's go right back to Chris. Like, has there been any particular conversations out there that you saw, um, obviously other than lead times, because we've talked about that quite a bit, that you thought were interesting and maybe you kind of got some value out of it, whether it was just entertaining or knowledge or it was something that you could put to, to use. You talking in general, Joe, or are you talking back lead time again? Uh, no, in, definitely in general. Like what, what was out there that kind of piqued your interest? Um, it, it, on, on discourse, it's been kind of interesting just meeting new people and, uh, you know, different You've got people from all avenues in the industry. You know, you got construction. We're all on the construction side of things, but you've got owners, there's subcontractors, there's architects, there's building officials, there's labor, you know, organizations, there's all suppliers all around. So we're getting to see kind of a bunch of tech companies, tech companies. Yeah. You know, we're seeing a perspective from different angles that I probably normally wouldn't be exposed to day to day. So it's, that part has been kind of, and, and students now jumping on board. So, you know, we're seeing the and kind of entire industry kind of packaged up in, in one one spot, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah. So just the perspectives, right? To have so many different perspectives, and then so many different things. Like, I, quickly, people jumped on the job opportunities, right? And started posting jobs. That's great. I love it. Actually, all three of you did, right? That right there was great. Now we're only, I think, at 42 people in it. It's early. We're a couple weeks in. I'm hoping this podcast bumps it up. I think we do have the hurdle of it's a platform that people aren't already on and aren't native to. So to get people to join is going to be a little a little slower. But yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Like Just all these different perspectives. There's been a wide, even though there's only 42 people in there, we've like Chris said, we've covered the gamut, <clears throat> building officials, fire officials, uh, pre-con owners, company owners, real estate developers. It's just been, been a great mix. Uh, some engineering folks, uh, elevated mechanical is on there. So a mechanical engineer. So it's nice to be able to tap them and see what's their perspective. Somebody working for, um, where does Brian work? They, um, manufacture on the, uh, prefabrication software. So um, all great things. So Dan, what was maybe out floating out there that you found kind of interesting? For me, it's like, like Chris said, it's just the the different conversations and then, you know, the ability to be innovative and, and kind of change things up and, and getting those ideas and being able to kind of build off what one person might say or what one person's trying. So I think Greg started the conversation just on more in the contracts form and legal, just how are we addressing the contracts with subcontractors and owners for these long lead items that, you know, 
at the award of a contract to the the time where you award a sub and get the material, things could change in a couple of weeks and that could hurt you. A financial impact and and an impact to the schedule. And Greg Procopio's you know, gave some good feedback there. It was a good conversation about how they've tried to assign certain things to subcontractors or or take the risk of buying the materials from the subcontractors. And I was having a conversation with my brother who's who's working with another um, larger construction management company on a project at his facility. And what's interesting is they've they've kind of given a blank check to pre-order all the material instead of them buying it and assuming the risk for the subs, they're they're assigning it to the subs. So pre-buy, if the sub wants the job, they're they're gonna get the material and they know that going into it. But it's allowing them to get steel release because they're doing a an expansion project in Milford, and it's just kind of thinking outside the box. But I wouldn't have had that conversation if I didn't, you know, see what what Greg and and Greg were talking about. So I thought that was pretty interesting and just kind of hearing the feedback on, you know, the subs reaction to it. Cause obviously the subs are making money by buying material and it's, it's low risk when you buy the material. So it's, it's, we're taking money out of their pocket and then can they price it competitively if they're just doing labor and it's forcing them to think outside the box. So you kind of put their, put yourself in their shoes and I don't know. I just found that, that conversation pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. And please, Greg and Chris, un- unmute yourselves on this one because I'm not getting any feedback. But yeah, um, Greg Procopio's point about, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but writing contracts in a way that there was in- similar to like a shared savings on a GMP. It was a shared risk setup on purchasing of materials. And I thought that was, you know, that's the kind of out of the box thinking that everybody is on discord for like, Oh, Hey, I can structure my contract different. I think he put a little more detail than I'm saying. And it was interesting to see who took him up on that. And to Dan's point, no MEP contractors wanted to, wanted to buy it. I wonder why. (laughs) That's so true. You know? So, um, what do you guys think about, about that piece? Did you guys find any value in that contract discussion or? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think maybe I was the one who initiated it. Um, and last I checked, I think Greg needs to get back to me because I had a question that I hadn't responded yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had look, thrown it out there because we've come across plenty of times where, you know, we either, you know, might be getting bids that have like a 10 day window on them, or we might be issuing a contract that we don't have submittals approved for a few months. And in that time frame, you know, the steel elements of whatever that thing is, has gone up 250%. And, and how do you address that issue? So crowdsource, right? Let's, let's crowdsource that issue and see what other folks have done. I mean, that's the whole, whole purpose of the platform. Um, Another thing that I thought that was pretty interesting, we got a lot of traffic was in the tech section and people were, we were talking about like unleveraged data and I can't remember who brought it up, but like they were interested to see if like Procore took, you know, had analytic data points on like page, page count or page views, um, mm-hmm. certain, certain pages of the drawings of the specs and maybe, you know, if that drawing gets viewed exponentially more than the other ones, maybe that's because there, there really needs to be an RFI ask there or, you know, maybe it's because that element of design is confusing. So maybe the architect or designer can can learn from that and say, you know, maybe I can craft my drawings differently um, since this one particular page gets revisited 
time and time again, or maybe it's just, you know, that's where the risk is in the job. You know, people are, people are looking to this certain bit of information over and over again. And, you know, I think in our industry, we have a tremendous, uh, tremendous amount of data that we don't utilize. We produce a, a bunch of data um, that we, we have a hard enough time keeping afloat in our day-to-day -day jobs, right? We have such heavy workloads with so many unexpecteds. And I think that's the whole point of Discord. Like, let's try to get rid of some of those unexpected. So let's try to make each other better and make more room for doing innovative things like leveraging data. Um, so that's kind of how I, I look at Discord. It's like, let's let's crowdsource the problems um, and make room for, for innovation, for more fulfillment, frankly, in what we do, like le less frustration, more satisfaction. Yeah, it's funny. That's what I, I screenshotted a few conversations and that analytics one was a big piece. So uh, Screen, screenshotted it and printed it out. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got This is show prep. I have it ready for the uh, for the conversation. Um, but oh, so two things. Greg Pacopio is a regular listener. So Greg, uh, you owe uh, Greg Garvin a response. <laughs> get back so to me. <laughs> get on that, huh? No, I appreciate um, it. And then, yeah, I think Brad Reed was one of the people initiating that discussion. And I think actually Dave Mullins was the gentleman that brought up um, using analytics to help find issues on jobs. And like, I kind of glommed onto that because I think that's perfect. I, I think like you have Google, Google Analytics on your website that shows you which web pages, you know, which pages get the most views and how they got there. They came in through this page and then they went to there. What did they search? Like if Procore could ever provide that data, I think it would be phenomenal because I, I think it really would be which RFI is getting looked at the most. Like you said, which page in the drawing is getting looked at the most, you know, that can really probably help people even the lessons learned section. Hey, we find out on every job, the fire alarm drawings are always you know, getting the most traffic? Is it because they do tier one, tier two, tier three shop drawings? And we should really be making sure we get tier two in there earlier to answer questions because we you could probably even look at time on page, right? Okay, so we've spent 19 hours looking at FA2. What's wrong with FA2 and, you know, what's the problem? Because every job we're spending hours, APMs are spending hours in fire alarm drawings. What's the issue? Like imagine the, you know, the power of that. So I thought that was a great, great conversation. There was somebody who was uh, head of estimating at one of the big local firms. I don't know him well enough to throw his name out there, but, you know, he very much felt that way. Um, he was saying it's a huge factor and that they barely use, use, to your point, the data that's generated. I know Eric Sanford feels the same way. He says we're swimming in this data and nobody uses it. Let me see what else I had. Oh, I liked, and again, this was more uh, just kind of big picture conversations, but when there was the conversation around workforce um, and productivity and getting better and, you know, amount of tradespeople, I shared that chart showing productivity uh, and gross output, and it showed, I'll go this way for people looking, um, it showed the construction industry and general industry were pretty much trending the same. And then around the 70s, you know, productivity really started increasing for general industry. And then for construction, um, it's pretty much trended down. And 
I was just curious, you know, like why is why is that the case? I just thought we were always less productive than everybody else. But why would there be this in, inflection point in the 70s where we split two different ways? And then, you know, Paul Greasy from Wheaton, Sp Wheaton Sprague, he chimed in. He's like, well, in the 70s, we started shipping things overseas to be produced elsewhere. Seemed so simple. But I'm like, why didn't, like, I don't, like, I missed it. It was too easy. And then we got into, the, and I think you might have been part of the conversation, Chris, where we started talking about, you know, uh, the ability to, you know, prefab things could be the solution, but we have, you know, we're not built in a factory and we have all unique sites. So that's something that you can't ship overseas and, and all that kind of stuff. So that, that kind of spun out into a very interesting conversation for someone like me that discusses topics so often. Um, I think it was a good way to kind of get, um, get a, a new, um, a new look or new, uh, to Chris's point, a new perspective on, um, you know, why we, why we struggle. So those were, those were some of mine. I think we picked up some interesting tech notes and please chime in if you, if you agree, but, uh, open space and what they were doing, I, I kind of poked into what they were doing after again, Brad Reed mentioned them, um, I think you know what what helps me too as a as a new startup and trying to figure out what the best path forward is in different areas of tech and and all that. I mean, for me, it's a benefit kind of seeing those conversations take place and evolve because you know I'm I don't need a beta test ten different things. I got a, a huge crowdsourced uh, as as Greg said database of, of people that are using it. So for me, it's, it's beneficial to kind of hear what's working and what's not in that tech side of things. Mm. That's huge. I also found it interesting that, so Wheaton Sprague, uh, Paul Greasy, he is a curtain wall consultant, which, or actually let me rephrase it, building envelope consultant. Um, and when the conversation was happening around use of drones and 3D scanning, you know, I was surprised at such a high level that they were using both of those. And I guess it makes sense, right? You're doing facade, you can't get up at places. So you get the drone out there, you can actually see something that's 20 stories up on the outside of the building. But then he showed a picture of what they used at the Connecticut Convention Center. And they had done a 3D scan and they had what looked to be like a plaza uh, that people were walking on with steps. And then the building was underneath the plaza. So they were able to get a scanner up in the ceiling and really find out that, hey, we can't solve this problem from the underside. We're going to need to be able to go um, on the plaza level to make this fix and we're going to have to pull everything up. So I think about having that knowledge at the beginning of a job <laughs> versus at the end of the job or when you're in progress. You know, if Chris is scheduling out, okay, we're going to open the ceiling up. We're going to put scaffolding in. But... And then you get there and you realize, oh, we can't do it that way. We got to go from the top side. You know, th that's huge. And I never thought of a building envelope consultant doing that. But, um, you know, it was, it was amazing to see that. All right. So anyone have any other any other items that they thought were particularly interesting or useful or? What did you think? What did you think, Joe, in terms of like what what you foresee or what do you intend uh, the purpose of Discord being? I mean, it is your platform after all. Uh, Are you happy with the conversations that have 
taken place? Would you like to see more of something? Yeah, no, I'm very happy. But I think what I've quickly learned is it's not mine. You know, and not that I wanted it to to be. I wasn't looking for it to be. It was, uh, I'm not sure who mentioned it earlier, but it just, um, I thought it's a nice extension of the podcast. And that's what it's become. But as of kind of what I said on that Friday after when I was saying I couldn't keep up, that, you know, I went in with the mindset like, okay, it's going to be my job to produce content and facilitate like I do on the other platforms, right? And it, it's funny, that Discord conversation about productivity spun out into Mark Fisher from Construction Coordinator sending me an article that I posted on LinkedIn about construction productivity. It was from 15 years ago. And it was amazing to see it's all the same problems, you know, and why. And I'll tell you, if you spent the time to read it, it cut a little close to home, you know, and I'm sure people read it and was like, oh, fuck that guy. Who does he, like, he doesn't know because some of the things weren't spot on. He was a, an attorney. And, you know, and he didn't really maybe fully understand construction, but some of his criticisms was probably pretty spot on, but needless to say, so I shared that on LinkedIn and that was a whole nother conversation that spun out and a lot of engagement that happened there, but I would have never got that information and been able to read that person's perspective if it didn't start by just posting that graph. So, yeah, I think my, what I thought going in was that this would be a platform that I would have to kind of maintain. It, it really is not the case. It's just about, I think my job is to give the location and then let everybody else um, do their thing. And I think that it pre-selects because if you're interested in what mass construction does on LinkedIn or Instagram or the podcast, if you're interested in that, then you'll be interested in this conversation. So th that's my thought. Um, and I don't think I have an idea about where it goes. I think I'd be, uh, I'd be too um, bold to think I know where, where this, where this goes. I think I, I think I don't know, but I like what I'm seeing so far. Um, I think whenever you have that much engagement going back and forth, that's a very good sign. So Hopefully people after listening to this will will join on and, and add to the conversation because this clearly and please tell me if you guys have a different opinion, but this clearly seems to be a platform that gets better as more people go on. I don't know if people would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you saw I mean you saw it pick up you saw it pick up a lot of speed right when people got introduced to it. And then, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's summertime, people are busy, people might be taking PTO, it sort of dwindled off. But like when, when you realize that this is a place that you can come to share ideas, to seek feedback, um, I mean, I think it'll, I think it'll really take off. Uh, and there's a topic for everybody, you know, a channel, a channel for everybody, every, 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 uh, category that, that I could think of or we could think of. And if you have more, there's a channel for suggestions for more channels. So um, if you have other ideas, uh, let, let Joe know or myself, I can help on the admin side of things. But, you know, I think, you know, in terms of like big picture, right? So I'm gonna get like morbid for a second, but you know, our industry like is famous for or notorious, I guess I should use that word, notorious for, you know, 
people being uh, prideful and maybe a little stubborn and, and like grinding it out, right? Like the old school, like I'm going to grind out through this problem and you almost like embrace, you know, what's embrace the term? Suck. Embrace the suck, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, you know, our industry also has extremely high heart attack rates and extremely high divorce rates. So like, how's that working out, right? Yep. Um, you know, Suicide rates too. Exactly, unfortunately. So, you know, do we really need to grind it out like do we do can we let our pride down and say like uh, I, this problem isn't only on my shoulders to fix because i can guarantee you somebody else has, has figured out that same problem before can you go to them you know to seek some guidance uh and and i and that's you know personally my vision for the discord is like you know who can i ask for help when i'm having a hard time or who can i help when i'm you know when i've already learned that lesson because this business is difficult and we talked about productivity going down and, and you know, uh, maybe since the seventies and maybe that that's, you know, a bit linked. It's certainly in my opinion, like linked to the unfortunate, you know, aging workforce too. But, you know, like we, we need to find a better way to build. We need to find a better way to manage like our internal stresses. Um, and, and I think that's just like looking beyond yourself, looking beyond your organization even um, and, and get into the crowdsourcing because, it's easy to feel like you're on, on an island, but you're not, you know, I mean, just the, the four of us here, we've lived enough lessons that we can help, you know, all those Wentworth folks that, that might be tuning in now with the Wentworth, Wentworth Club on Discord. You know, I hope that those folks don't make the same mistakes I have, you know, I uh, hope we can help them not make those mistakes because we want to attract people to this industry um, and kind of doing the opposite um, historically. So um, hopefully we can turn that around. It's it's interesting you talk about health and wellness there, and we've posted all these issues and and asked for help in a couple of these platform topics that you have set up, but no one's posted yet on health and wellness. So. There is a channel for that. Good point. Yeah, there is a channel for health and wellness. I I figured Joe would put something there, but he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, everybody's trying to go to your point. Everybody thinks the answer is to grind it out. I know I have one particular friend that's in this business, and like that's his go-to move and he's always done it but now he's married and now he has a kid and you know i said to him one time like grinding it out grinding it harder is not the answer you can do that for a certain amount of time where you can grind and put in the hours and put in the hours and get more done and get more done but there's a critical mass with that where you can't grind anymore you know but that's all you know right and it's so ingrained, which is, um, you know, you show up at 530 and you go to leave at four and you get the oh, banker that was today, Dan, you know, and you're like, no, I was been here for fucking 12 hours today. It's not really banker's hours. And I'd like to go home and see somebody. But like, that's 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 the business we um, chose. I don't think that's the the, the right answer, but. Yeah, there's definitely something to that mentality. And if this can cause us to have to grind less, we should all be jumping on board. Um, Chris, you un you unmuted a, a while back, but were you going to say something? Um, no, I didn't really have anything to add. Uh, I, I do see, you know, recently in the last year, especially kind of on this topic, is uh, increased talks about... Uh, I guess sensitivity and, and acknowledging different people in our industry uh, is something I've heard more in the last year. I think I have in my career, you know, trying to attract 
different uh, backgrounds into our industry because what's predominant, I mean, we're all white males on this podcast. I mean, that's predominantly our industry. We're trying to attract, you know, more females, more people of color, different backgrounds. So there's definitely been a lot of talk about being sensitive to all people's different beliefs or backgrounds, which I, I don't think you ever talked about that in the construction industry before. You know? Yeah, we don't talk about much. No, we're not supposed to have feelings in this industry, right? Yes. Yep. We're all tough guys. No, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think is something if you were to look big picture and I know, you know, you're not an owner of this thing and I guess neither am I, but like <clears throat> any place where you or any way you envision this going, is there something you think that might be missing from it or you'd like to see included is there what's kind of your your big picture thoughts there um you know the, the crowd sharing is definitely i think been great i think that conversation's going to move around uh i don't think it's going to be locked in any one particular thing it's going to change as things evolve in our industry but i think the one area i, I i'd like to see things probably expand a little more we just had wentworth jump on i know greg and i are both heavily involved with roger williams maybe some more engagement with students. And, um, you know, I have a lot of conversations with students at career fairs. And, you know, I think the mindset of most students coming out of um, particularly the construction management uh, degree is they're looking to be either project manager or superintendent. And those are the only two roles they know about. Uh, just maybe expanding their knowledge. Hey, there's a lot of other avenues you can go in construction and not be you know, I'm in a different avenue. I kind of fell into it, uh, not intentionally. Um, but, you know, there's different avenues out there. There's estimating, there's scheduling, there's purchasing, there's safety. There's all these different avenues that a student could go into that I don't think most college students are aware of. So maybe that's something we could help educate them on. Hey, there are, try different things out. Uh, just because you want to be a PM, try doing something different for a while. You might like that more or, you might learn something in that uh, that career path that you wouldn't if you just stayed as a, say, project manager. That's a great point. So uh, there was a while back pre-COVID where I held an event at Wentworth. And what we did was we brought in a bunch of mostly people in their 20s <laughs> that had different roles at different companies. And we intentionally tried to get like Turner type companies and Kafco, right? So well, you can't see my hands. We had Turner and Kafco. So you had two different types of company. You had different roles within those companies. And we went to Wentworth. And it was probably their best turnout they had of any club event. It was in like the Bond VDC lab that they have there. And the thing was jammed and it went great. Um, so maybe that... Um, is something we could resurrect because I think there's the in-person piece of this um, in the Rhode Island channel. You guys all talked about getting together. Um, it's hard in July and August because everybody's away uh, or taking time or on a busy job. But my goal is come the fall to make to make that happen. I would love to see people um, get together in person because there's just more that will get shared when you actually build that connection being face to face. Yeah. So maybe Discord can be the way that we get to Roger Williams and we get to Wentworth 
And maybe we go there. And Chris, if you have somebody in your scheduling department that's a little younger, because I yeah. think, you know, when people our age go there and talk about our roles, that's helpful, but it's a whole lot more for someone to hear, like, what do you do when you're one and two years out and you're in scheduling and you don't know how to put a building together, right? right. That's my other favorite is like, okay, that's great that we have someone who's scheduling, but if they've never built a building, that's really a challenge, right? Yeah. Um, so what's that like? So maybe maybe that's a good idea. Um, maybe we put together a group of people, head to Wentworth, head to Roger Williams, and talk to them about what you can be other than a super or a PM. I was up at Keene, New Hampshire this weekend. Bring the safety folks. You'll be surprised what they need support on. Uh, when I was at the AGC, they had like a young safety professionals group. And when they asked them, they said, you know, what do you need to really help you in your career? They all said a plan reading class. Everybody in there had no idea how to read drawings. Mm. So they go and get a general safety degree, don't understand how to read construction drawings, and then are asked to go help people build a building safely. But if they're trying to put together a rigging plan, how to do something safely, but they don't know how to read a drawing to know how big the door frame is, like, that would be nice to know, right? Or, yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's amazing when we ask and we get out in front of people and talk to people what, what they do need to know. So, um, all right. I stole a lot of everybody's time. I appreciate that. Is there anything out there that somebody else wanted to share before I wrap it? My only thing, Joe, is do, do people know, did you feel like the need to do, and maybe this can be edited in, but like a, what is Discord and how to use it type of thing? Yeah, well maybe, so I will put the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe if any one of us, if, maybe we can look at this and I can clip it up and, and we can all kind of share it and then include the link with it to say, hey, if this is of interest to you, here's the link. Um, try and push people to it that way. Um, I think it would be tough audio wise mm -hmm. to get a how to use it. Mm -hmm. But I did post that. I don't know if you saw it in the general channel. Um, how to use it. It was pretty helpful to me to kind of hop on there and, and get a sense of some things I didn't know were possible. Um, but yeah, no, good, good point. I'll, I'll make sure I put it within the show notes. And then if any one of us shares this, uh, try to include that. And then um, I'm curious, I had a conversation that is the podcast that went up this morning with uh, a business rep from Local 63, which is the sheet metal uh, workers out in Western Mass. Um, I'd be curious what you guys think of that uh, when you get a chance to listen. I think it's, uh, I thought it was really interesting. Um, and finally headed into, I had a lot of people over the time kind of say, hey, you should have someone from the union on, you should have someone from the union on. And I'd hesitated, you'll hear why. Um, but I'm interested. This is one that I put out and I really want to know people's uh, feedback on. So if you guys listen, please let me know. Uh, we'll do. What you about it? We'll get feedback in Discord. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, uh, even better. Awesome. Joe, All I'm right. about I'm about halfway through it. I won't steal the thunder here, but uh, definitely interesting topic. Okay. And I'm good, looking good. forward to listening to the rest of it. Yeah, the rest of it I think gets uh, will get a little more positive too. Um, but yeah, by the grin on your face, Chris, I, that's 
there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of controversy in there, which is good, I think. So but I'll, I'll just say that <laughs> and entice people to go listen to it. Yeah, I was a little nervous about the controversy uh, that, that's in there, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. But I, I, think it was a, I think it was important to have that conversation. Um, I don't know if you thought the same, Chris, but... Yeah, I had not heard that ad that you 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 had on the show, mm. so uh, it's the first time I heard it. It was a little bit. You guys had the, had the right word for it on your show, but uh, cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy, <laughs> yes, it was definitely cringeworthy when I heard it, and definitely not. I think you know we're we're definitely a, a union company. Um, we employ a lot of union people, not the impression I would want people to have of, of our trades folks from that commercial. Completely. Uh, I, you know, we consider them a, a very important part and we consider them professionals. I mean, they, they certainly bring, um, the talent and knowledge that we need to, we all need to complete projects. So, you know, you can't have a bunch of, uh, Neanderthals. Um, idi idiot yeah. Neanderthals working for you. You know, you're not going to get anything done. Uh, so they'll be infighting with each other all day, I guess, you know? Uh, so yeah, it was, it, and it was odd coming from the trades that they, they would want to, uh, project that image, project that image out there. Uh, not the image I would think they would want to project. Uh, all right. Anyhow. Well, perfect. That, the that, ultimate that's, teaser. That's, so for anybody that my, listens to this and hasn't listened to the one with Eddie O'Keefe, now you have to go back and listen. That's my two cents. I won't. I won't ruin the the punchline for you. But no, I, I, love it. I love it. You're a, you're a great tease, Chris. That's perfect. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm gonna thank you all. Hey, Mascons. What'd you think? Uh, it was really nice of Greg, Dan, and Chris to stop by and talk about um, what they're experiencing. I do want to say, uh, I haven't kind of asked in a long time, but if you could, if you are an iTunes listener or an Apple listener, I should say, if you would hop on over and give us a rating, if you're enjoying the show, that would go a long way. I would love to get to 100. Uh, it seems like every time I ask, I get another little nudge up, but I don't want to be hounding you all the time. So appreciate you listening. We're going to continue to add in some additional nuggets into the Discord server, potentially meet up, like you heard about with the... Um, mentoring. I think we're going to start making some in-person stuff happen via the Discord. So please hop on there if it's interesting to you. And like I had mentioned to Dan, Chris, and Greg, um, contribute. Start by contributing. Even if something's basic, um, like I said, the student's on there so everybody can learn from each other. Basic, put it on there. Complex, put it on there. And let's all learn and get better. Take care.